Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Rule the Roost podcast. Not quite as emotive as the last one, Raj, as it's not episode 26, which was the Ledley King special dash Manchester City, but the less said about that, the better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. It's been a fairly depressing couple of results, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Holloway. I, I, I don't think it, 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 you're playing a dangerous game when we start to adopt that mentality. Holloway, we should be winning that because you know. I mean, should, when yeah. people say Hull's not a nice place to go, I understand because it isn't a nice place to go. But the football club's beatable. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm guilty of not having watched their apparently very emotive Hull City Tigers video. Well, anti-Hull City Tigers video that they've posted this week. Have you seen it? No. There you go, then. There's nothing further to talk about with this. What, um, what is it? What, what they... No, they, the, the fans have apparently pulled together and produced this video, um, which is yeah, supposed to be um, very much, well, as you can imagine, against the idea of them being called the Hull City Tigers. Um and it's it's kind of gone viral. It's supposed to be really really good, but uh, I haven't watched it. I've just seen it tweeted a few times. Um, I don't think it'll be as good as Coney twenty twelve. What that that's the bloke that released that video, then got really famous, not really expecting to, and then flipped out and started walking around the streets of LA naked, wanking. Isn't yeah, it? It, was, it was very odd. I think once everybody scratched beneath the surface. Um, just to obviously go away from football as we usually do for a minute, and um, as we're about to do for about an hour when we talk to the Everton lads. Of course. And, and um, when they scratched beneath the surface, it looked like he was essentially running some sort of Christian cult, and um, the fame all went to his head and all the attention they were getting just kind of went went to him, and the funds that they'd raised weren't being spent in the proper manner and such, and then he had some sort of emotional breakdown and exposed himself to the masses. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think you won't go that way, mate, because, you know, Rule the Roost, we, we, we're getting about 12 listeners an episode now. So I think as soon as we hit triple figures, that'll be it. The streets of Leeds won't be safe. I'll be start bottling naked up and down up and downtown. That's pretty much our two families and Flav from Fighting Cock listening to us, isn't it? Flav only listens so that in case we get too good at any point, he'll, he'll come round and he'll, he'll, he'll settle down and give us a, give us a talk. He's just going to get us closed down, mate. That's what he's going to do. He's part of the man now. He's the system. Damn mm. him. Damn the man. Spurs official follow Fighting Cock, don't they, or something? No, I think... It, uh, I'm not sure who they follow. I think they only follow Windy. 
They follow Wendy. They don't yeah. follow me, unsurprisingly. Do they follow well, you? No, I mean, I, I tweet at them regularly, ask them today if they'd, if they'd make sure that my copy of Inverting the Pyramid and the manager by Barney Roney found the way to Tim Sherwood for his birthday. But um, they've not got back to me as yet. <laughs> I saw that, actually. Um, and I, I, I vehemently reject claims that, uh, that you uh, were right about Sherwood's birthday and I was wrong. Well, I'm never wrong because I sent him. I, I did a joke the other day about when his birthday <laughs> was, because um, it's supposed to be today. And then you texted me very strongly, um, which which sparked, must I say, uh, about a three day <laughs> argument of power between the two of us. Um, and then oh, you 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 were determined to to tell me that it was three days ago, and then the official account today has been tweeting about how it's his birthday, and. Um, you you still refuse to accept the truth, mate? Do you know Do you know who I am? I just I just passed five thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People just want you for the videos, mate. It's not you that they're after. They're not even that good anymore. By the way, speaking of my videos, um, I have a new video out this week, so please be sure to check it out. Hopefully, it'll make you laugh. Probably won't, but just tell me it made you laugh. It'll make my ego feel a hell of a lot better. Um, Hull, we drew one all. City, we lost 5-1. Fuck that. It's all in the past. We have uh, Everton this weekend. And we're going to talk to our very good friends of the show, Borley and Cy from the NSNO podcast. <laughs> How are you doing, Borley? Welcome back to Rule the Roost, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine, guys. Thank you very much. And thanks for uh, inviting us back. I'm, I'm quite, quite surprised mate, by that. To, to, to be honest, all the other episodes between like the last Everton one and this one have all just been filler. Sorry to anyone else who, <laughs> sorry to any of our valued guests that have been on in the interim. But to be honest, you know, like you, you, you lads have been, uh, as I was saying beforehand, become the stuff of legends amongst certain Tottenham circles. So, you uh, know, this is always nice. Yeah, I'm quite surprised that they can fucking understand the accent. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's it's not too bad. Like like I was saying to Raj, like you're all northern to me, so it's, you know, it's all the same. <laughs> Everyone manages to do all right, Raj. I think our exotic, um, our exotic accents are half of the appeal. To be honest, that's why they they love you so much. Maybe so. So from Liverpool, by the way. Huh? Sorry, who did you have on from Liverpool? Who did who did their podcast with you? <laughs> it was uh, one of my one of my plastic mates from uh, from from London. Actually, he's, he's right. a Liverpool fan. Born and bred Liverpool fan, you know. Um, Postcode to Anfield out of all of them. We genuinely <laughs> couldn't find any like Liverpool fans that either responded to us or, or wanted to have a normal conversation. It was really hard. It was. It was impossible. Like there's there's a few Liverpool podcasts, and all of them were just like, "No, nah, you're right. No, nah, you're right. No one was interested. They're all a bit all a bit up their own asses." So there you go. There you go. Um, how, how's it been then? How's has Roberto Maltese won you over yet, Borley? No. <laughs> You're going to get into the Champions League. Come on, you've got to give him a break. But when we've won the league, then he'll win me over. Yeah? What is it? Oh, what was he called him? Brown Brogues Bobby earlier. Brown Brogues. Bobby Brown Brogues. Is it? Do, but does he? Is it blue suit brown brogue? Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never called him blue suit blah 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 at all. <laughs> that's mine. That's my little ad lib in there. But <laughs> sorry, I, yeah, you were pretty. You were pretty overawed with him at first. You, you still, he's still singing his praises. 
Yeah, I think Borley's just upset that he didn't get invited for Team Biscuits at Finch Farm, to be honest. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, definitely. I think the derby was a huge, huge letdown, but we bounced back from that against Aston Villa. And, you know, I think that was that was the major blip. I think West Brom the week before the derby was probably a bit of a blip as well. But aside from that, and you know, we've had injuries to, to blame for that. So now now the injured players are coming back. He's got almost a full squad to pick from again and we'll start winning games again, hopefully starting on Sunday. Do you think any of that the the derby was you lot just bottling it against the rival sort of thing? Because I don't, I don't think they're they're a team that's a five nil team better than you. No, I, I, I do think I do think there was a case of bottling it, and I've said countless times this season when I've, whenever I've watched them lot play, I've said it'd be nice to see a team that didn't shit themselves against Liverpool, um, and unfortunately Everton did shit themselves against Liverpool and ended up on the end, the wrong end of a four nil score. There. I think it's mostly. Uh, see- yeah, go on, mate. Sorry. We always seem to bottle it every time we go to Anfield. Anyway, it's it's sort of instilled within our being. It's uh, very strange. Every time we go to fucking Tim Mine, we play shit. You see, we we always had that with Arsenal, and then we had like two. Well, we had a season where we didn't, and now just normality's resumed again. Right. <laughs> like, but they're, they're they're annoyingly fucking good this season, by the looks of it. So. They really are. It's based. I mean, one of the Twitter questions was, you know, what are you fed up with all the media hype over Liverpool, who are basically just a two-man team, and they are. They are basically a two-man team. If you take Suarez and Sturridge out of their team, they've got no goals. They've got nothing. I see one man and one one animal. In yeah. Suarez, he's horrible. Yeah. And you he's just horrible. take your pick from which one you want. I tell you, you know, I, I, I don't know how much of it's made by by you lads, but I, I tell you what actually particularly irritates me about Luis Suarez is the fact that because he's he's playing well, and I don't want to get too deep on this, but the fact he's playing well has just seen pretty much the media and everyone just forget the fact that he's a racist, horrible bastard. Like everyone's just <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's all right, he's he's quality, so will forget about that thing. And they've turned him into this sort of like love him or hate him type person. But it's like, well, you know, you can still say someone's a really good footballer and think they're an horrible bastard, you know? That's, yeah, that's well, Copites, Copites have got a history of doing shit like that with fucking horrible players. Well, you, you look around their team and I mean, with Suarez, it's almost as if it's impossible to differentiate the two aspects of his existence. And you can look at him and you can say he's a fantastic example of a footballer, but he's an absolutely terrible example of a human being. <laughs> and, and you know, they're not they're not exclusive. You can't have what you can have both in the same person. You can hate him for everything that he does outside of a football pitch and then quite like what he does when it's not against your team. Um but it's like the media have completely forgotten that he bites people, that he calls people names that he really, really shouldn't. Um and you know that he's just a horrible excuse for a person. Because you're a staunch. I was going to say you're a staunch supporter of Luis Suarez, aren't you, Raj? <laughs> Me, no. I, um, <laughs> I genuinely, I, I don't understand why anyone gives him any sort of reverence. I mean, the, the thing that I always compare it to is, uh, and not to like overstretch it or anything, is Adolf Hitler. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't overstretch it. If you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you look at Adolf Hitler as a politician. 
what he did when Germany were in a very bad economic place after World War One was we're he, on dodgy ground there, aren't we? He did really well in in um, in turning their economy around. He made he built the infrastructure, he built some really nice motorways. That's why you can drive on the autobahn at the speed you can. But the things he did after that, uh, people don't really bring that up much because it's quite irrelevant. So the fact that he's a good footballer for me is irrelevant. In the oh, same way. Was was Hitler good at football as well? Uh, he was yeah. a good painter. I've heard. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure about the football. Not good and enough, thank you. Some of the shouts, some of the shouts I hear, he's a good traffic warden too. <laughs> and thank you for joining us for this week's Royal Roots. That's all we've got time for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where you going? Going to with with Hitler and Luis Suarez, and um, I do think the similar similarities are brilliant. But Hitler had the comedy moustache, and Luis Suarez has got the comedy teeth. There you go. They're, they're sort of similarly shaped. We should probably move away from this topic. <laughs> Double act that history has kept apart. I can't believe, really honestly can't believe we've just had the Luis Suarez Hitler conversation. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm surprised it's not happened earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may start spreading it on Twitter. Luis Suarez or Hitler. Luis Suarez or Hitler. Me tweet for Louis and favour for Hitler. Well, they love the SS in uh, Liverpool, don't they? Or is that the SAS? I'm not entirely sure. Either, either way, either way, we're on a winner, aren't we? It sounds like they've got a stutter when they say the SAS because they say the SASAS, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, enough about that because they've scored nine goals against both of our teams in the last. Uh, so. Do you think you're going to. If it's not us, I really hope it's you because I, I don't want it to be them and I don't want it to be United that finishes in the fourth place. But realistically, neither of us are going to do it, are we? Yeah, can't see it. Can't see it. Well, do you, I don't know. Do you have to play Liverpool again this season? You do, we don't we? We have to go to Anfield. Yeah, we've still got to go to Anfield. It'll be us then because we don't have to play them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to play us this weekend, so you know. There you go. That's one to be scared of because <laughs> Tim Sherwood's. Uh... Okay, what what do you boys make of Tim Sherwood from the outside? Do you, you know a lot's changed for Spurs? We've we've had a proven manager that's won stuff. Um, be kicked out and then he's been replaced with a, a PE teacher sorry I know I'm not supposed to say that but he's been replaced with a PE teacher did you did you find that weird from the outside I was getting sure with him very yeah considering I thought he was dead <laughs> well like, actually actually dead yeah I, I thought I, I thought I'd see the report that he died somewhere <laughs> where did you, where did you get that from I think it may have been Twitter. What were you laughing at? I'm being deadly fucking serious. <laughs> Thought it was Jimmy Shavell and pushing up fucking daisies. Don't really know how to respond to that one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's He's... a strange appointment, isn't it? It's his first managerial job. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a, a big club. You know, Spurs aren't, aren't someone that you start your career as a manager at, are they? No. Well, apparently they are now. Well, <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. You see, Swansea have, Swansea have done the same thing, so maybe we're trendsetters, you know? <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know, but can you, I mean, do you see us now as less of a threat that we have someone like Sherwood in charge than when we had Avery B? 
Probably honest. Be honest. A bit more of an unknown quantity, to be honest. Um, AVB, you knew what style of football he was going to play. You knew what you were going to come up against. Um, Sherwood seems to bounce from the sublime to the ridiculous in results terms. Um, and he's finding his feet as a manager. He's finding the kind of football that he likes to play. He's getting to know the players a bit more. So you, you could turn up and, and wallop us 4 or 5 nil, or you could end up on, on the receiving end of that scoreline as well. I mean, yeah, I sort of uh, echo their sentiments because uh, he's one of those. Um, he, he's trying his hardest now to make a name for himself with the club he loves, essentially. Because um, didn't he play for you at some point? Yeah, he did. He did but he's got an Arsenal tattoo on his chest, mate. Oh, oh, has he? Yeah, he's, yep. a, he's a proper gooner. He's got his entire family are season ticket holders. That's oh, going to be an interesting game when he's play Arsenal. Well, we, we, we've already been there. There was, a, there was a photo of him shaking uh, Arsene Wenger's hand like he just met his childhood hero. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> it's literally like he, he almost had he almost had his semi lob on like when he was doing it. <laughs> right. That's what David Boys looked like when he met Roberto Martinez, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, hey, there we go. There is that brilliant picture of David Moyes that's surfaced sort of in recent weeks of him sat at like a desk smiling at the camera and it's even like a Man United mouse mat on the desk. Have you seen this one? And there's that caption underneath that, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously he had to be there, I'm guessing. Last time we brought up Moyes, obviously we didn't know what was going on and we all kind of agreed that it'd probably get better for him at United. <laughs> he was just getting ready, but it's um, it's gone beyond a joke now, hasn't it, there? Uh, I, th- I think they'll still succeed with him. I think they'll still succeed with him in long term, but that's going to be still there long term. That's the thing. They gave Alex Ferguson three years before he started turning things around, didn't they? I don't know whether they'll give Moyes that. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, come April when they come to Goodison Park, is their own fans will be on his back more than us. Because you, how long was it since you last beat them at, at Old Trafford when you went there and you finally you got one over on them? And it was twenty-one years, wasn't it? Yeah, twenty shortened years. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have been was... born by the time by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, cheers for that. Made me feel yeah. logical. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Fucking hell. I weren't even born. Fucking hell. I remember going to old Trafford it was just a shed. Yeah, you, 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 you boys better be careful what you say to Raj. You might get put on the register, mate. He's uh, he's, he's a bit young. <laughs> well, there's that, or I could just like compare him to Adolf Hitler. It's one or the other. It's, it's, just, it's the two things I've got in my locker. This is uh, ever the professionals. A, a pedo or Hitler. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a Twitter conversation I don't ever want to get into. <laughs> Favourite from you, know, <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably been done. I might search that now, but um, I thought he'd have probably done a quiz. I'm always certain the ball he invited himself round to Rogers before. <laughs> I, I was, was going to go, but uh, the fact <laughs> um, is, anybody knows would think he was trying to fucking tune in on a broken radio. <laughs> Uh, sort of stop me. Uh, I'm closer to his from work, to be honest. So. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, just just on 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 this uh, sort of weird pedo <laughs> <laughs> that we're on. Uh, 
We've, one of our list of questions is from Colonel K, and that's at Yink 76 And it was sort of on what we were talking about before. Um, he says, would you rather have... It wasn't... I've, I've read the wrong thing. It's from Sean Connolly, <laughs> at Shawnee C5. Fucking Sean hell, Connery. what's going on here? Sean Connolly. <laughs> All right. Sean Connolly. Um, he says... Sean Connolly's James Bond voice now. Oh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. Let's I was, no, was going to give it a go. It can't it, be a worse it, Scottish accent than Sean Connery's. That's true. <laughs> I just need to put in a load of shh. It almost sounds a bit Dutch when you do it like that. He, um, he says, who would you rather have as a manager, Borley? Um, Malteser or Tim Sherwood? Um, Malteser. There you go. You can't... That's progress, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's only because I thought Tim Sherwood was dead. Can we just qualify as well on the, the Malteser front for anyone that listens to the podcast between the last time we spoke to you that it's not a racist thing that we've we've nicknamed him because he's Spanish. It's because last time I, I couldn't say his surname and accidentally said Malteser instead of Martinez. So it's not <laughs> yeah. some sort of strange description. Yeah, we do need to, we do need to verify that. It's yeah. not because he's Maltese <laughs> or Spanish. Yeah, just if anyone's come to the podcast late and thinks that it's some strange, uh, hateful name that we've come up for him after we've just denounced Luis Suarez as the worst. Thing <laughs> the thing is, you've just <laughs> we've done the same in thing. the space. In the space of the last five minutes, you've joined and left Luis Suarez's Christmas card list. Uh. He doesn't. He just posts shits anyway because he's that <laughs> sort of a bloke. Right. He's been on a. Uh, yeah, in answer to the question, I prefer to have a Malteser. <laughs> like an actual Malteser, just the. <laughs> yeah, just an actual Malteser. Chocolate snack. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate snack. Oh, no, someone from Malta. They're Maltesers, aren't they? I think they are, actually, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, though, if you had a Malteser as manager, you would have to find another way to be naughty. Ah, yeah. I'm plus going to be able to just blow him and he'd stay above me, Mo. There's literally no structure to this pod at all, is it? Like, we've just we, we've just you lads up and we're just like, just just say something funny, boys. You you were good last time. Just say some funny shit. We'll, we'll sort of say something about football. Fuck that off. Fuck that off after about a minute and then just talk about Wanking Hitler, Pedos. Uh, welcome to the NSNO podcast. Uh, that's our standard procedure. <laughs> the order those words came out in could have been better because you don't want to say, let's talk about wanking Hitler. <laughs> While eating Maltesers. Let's, let's talk about wanking Pedo Hitler. <laughs> wanking Pedo Hitler with Maltesers. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what my nose has gone is on Twitter. <laughs> oh dear. Can we rescue this, Raj? Is this is this just gone now, isn't it, mate? This um, is that's just fucked off. This is why Skype have brought in those recording things. They've listened to this show and they've realised that it's Yeah, no fuck good. this stuff. Right. Callum Haynes at Callum Haynes says do Everton rely on their low knees as much as people make out? 
Uh, no, because the signings we've made have been playing just as well as the Loneys, and um, I think McCarthy and Barry together have sort of complemented each other. So, yeah, in a in a, in a way that um, that does sort of say, yeah, they do. You know, we do rely on them, but Barry Barry and McCarthy together is sort of because of the compliment we make to each other. McCarthy's been playing out of his skin, and he's our player. So, um, no, probably we don't, and plus Lukaku's injured now, so we can't really rely on him, can we? That's the thing. We look at, you look at the three loan signings that we've had, you know, before Liverpool fans started complaining that loan signings shouldn't be allowed. Um, <clears throat> then played Mo- Moses and Sissoko, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lukaku isn't scoring goals anymore. Gareth has been injured for the last month and a half. Um, Gareth Barry's been the one that started most of the games for us. And he'll probably be our player at the end of the season anyway when, he, when his contract runs out at Man City. Um, we've got Lucina Traore in, um, who is a totally unproven sort of quantity. And so <clears throat> it's difficult to say that we rely on anyone really because the likes of Seamus Coleman, Kevin Morales, Stephen Pienaar have all been scoring goals. Ross Barkley... You go through the core of the team and the entire back five are Everton players um, and they're all pinned down to longer contracts now. Uh, James McCarthy, Ross Barkley, Stephen Pienaar, Kevin Morales in the midfield and if you want to include Leon Osman as well, then you know we've got the core of a team which isn't on loan. So You forgot I, Stephen Naismith, you've got to give Naismith a mention. And Aidan McGeady as well. Yeah. Uh, easy, easy McGeady from Balamori. <laughs> These players all belong to Everton Football Club as much as any footballer can belong to any football club because you can sign a player for 40 million quid in the August and in January you can turn around to the manager and say he wants to get off. So, if anything, a loan signing guarantees you a year with that player. Um, and if you look at Jared Delefeo as one of the most exciting prospects in, in world football at the moment, would we stand a chance in having him for five years? Would Barcelona sell him to us? No, they wouldn't. So the choice isn't, do we get him for five years or not at all? It's do we get him for a year or not at all? And is, the talent that he's shown... Is there any truth to this this malarkey that you don't pay anything for him unless you don't play him, then you have to pay his wages? Apparently so, yeah. If he, if he plays 50% of the games that he's available for, we don't pay his wages. Okay, because obviously Barcelona wanted to get experience, and he's been playing in their B team in like the third tier of Spanish football and smashing teams to pieces, which is great for his confidence. But playing against that level of football isn't great for his development. So they've sent him to Everton and said if he plays, you know, he develops, and we get a better player at the end of it. So you can do that for free. Sounds fair, doesn't it? Pretty much sounds like what Spurs do with Real Madrid, to be honest. So. <laughs> or Man United. Yeah. If Michael, Michael Carrick's, yeah. With his, did, oh, Christ, did you see that Ask Carrick hashtag thing the other day that they did on Twitter? I've heard about oh, it. Oh, no. I don't even know why, these, why, why people do these hashtag ask a footballer a question things anymore. Like, it was brilliant, though. I felt quite bad for the lad, though. I think he's decent, Carrie. He's, they weren't he's picking all right, on him. They were like, um, all the questions I saw was, um, how do you feel when you see Tem Cl- t- uh, Tom Cleverley's name on the team sheet and realise that you're only playing with ten men? <laughs> <laughs> I, t- 
I've just seen the top question from Ask Carrick is, do you think matter is the answer to your ineptitude? Would <laughs> 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 Moyes consider putting De Gea up front so that you can pass the ball the right way? <laughs> <laughs> That's serious. If you were Jewish, would you prefer to call it pass over or pass back? <laughs> pass sideways. <laughs> Poor lad. Poor That's lad. Fantastic. <laughs> I would, I'd probably still t- I'd take him back at Spurs now, wouldn't you, Raj? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd rescue him from there and, and bring him to, to Tottenham, yeah. Saying that, though, I, Tim Sherwood and Les Ferdinand don't believe in defensive midfielders or deep lines. Claude Makaleli's the worst thing to ever happen to English football, according to Les Ferdinand. Yeah. I, I think Les Ferdinand's been brand for, banned from doing press from now on after that interview. <laughs> it was, it I was going to say, he, he he obviously forgets like our all-action midfielder that was Tim Sherwood when he used to play for us. And the fact that half of the team that he manages are defensive midfielders. <laughs> it's just that the, like, the message that sends out to our squad is like, I don't like you, you're not going to be playing. That's, that's, that's fair enough for Sunday. I mean... Uh, for Sunday, I mean, if we go back to the first game we played, the nil-nil, I think that's probably the antithesis of what this next game's going to turn out to be at our place. Because um, beforehand, we thought it was going to be quite a, an exciting score draw and stuff. Um, so what did you make of the game like, when we actually played it? Because, um, I mean, the, the few, the, probably the biggest talking point was the fact that Lukaku tried to openly decapitate Lloris towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah, disgrace! Disgrace, you, you Everton lot. That's horrible. I'm trying to injure our team, man. What are you doing? I was say so much more there than me. Uh, yeah. You can hear them holding back the venom. Dis- disgrace. That's what, that's what I said on Twitter. I didn't really. But people love saying that on Twitter. You know, if the ball's there to be won, would you expect your players to pull out of the challenge? I don't know. Raj is the expert on pulling out. What were you doing for me? <laughs> Don't take the mick out of my Catholicism, all right? Um, at the time when he came back on, I didn't see any problem with it because he said that he, he said he felt all right. He's a grown man, and like the medical staff were obviously too weren't fighting up to it too much. Obviously, the rumblings out of the club since have, have shown that that's one of the biggest uh, black marks against AVB that the club had um, because obviously I think he actually fell out with the <coughs> medical staff after that because they were like no he's, he can't be playing and, and stuff like that and because they're just kind of in the heat of the moment they made the decision to not take him off because if you take Friedel off in that last 10 minutes not Friedel off, if you take Loris off in that last 10 minutes and put Friedel on I, I genuinely believe we concede and we lose that game because, I mean, the lift that that must give the Everton players to see a 40-year-old man come on the pitch in place of Lloris. <laughs> He's like, Lukaku's got it in between his eyes. He wants to go and score. But, um, no, I, I mean, at the time, it was a fair challenge. I don't think there was, there was too much wrong with it. It was not like that that Stephen Hunt one on check where he's purposely oh, lent his knee in. Um, I think it was... And he, he did look a bit distraught afterwards as well, Lukaku. He's a young lad, so I don't hold anything against him. And um, it was probably more... Lloris being a bit stupid, to be honest, which, um, I mean, th- that amount of bravery and that amount of pig-headedness isn't something you expect from a Frenchman. I thought he'd be <laughs> waving the white flag and taking himself <laughs> off, but... Well, he's shown himself to be the most un-French person going 
um, <laughs> just because he seems like a very nice person and like, <laughs> he's very humble. Um, so I've got no problem with him whatsoever. He's a, he's a very nice, you know, family man and things like that. But he's probably one of the players we're going to have to do our best to keep hold of in the summer, just because he is that good. Goalkeepers used to do that on a weekly basis against players like Vinnie Jones. You know, they run out and dive at players' feet to collect the ball. Um, and obviously, this is before you were born, Raj. But Neville Southall in the eighties was was. Phenomenal at doing that, and he just throw himself on the ball. And... Isn't Neville Southall that fat lesbian that played for Bradford for a season? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's more my lifetime. That's how I. Yeah, bigger tits than Jordan, mate. I tell you, Neville Southall. Neville he's Southall he's, he's just lay down sideways at Valley Parade and <laughs> keep clean sheets. By like, when I saw him play, that's why he was player of the season <laughs> <laughs> at the ripe old age of fifty-seven. <laughs> Well, he wasn't the Bradford thing. He wasn't even supposed to be on their books. I don't think. I think he was supposed to be like goalkeeper coach, but then like two or three of their goalkeepers got injured, so they just kind of signed him up and put him in goal just to see what happened. <laughs> well, mate, we did the same with old fucking uh, what's his name, the old Wimbledon goalkeeper, Neil Sullivan. No, 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 no. no. I, I think so, Dave Besson. Yeah, we signed him when we were desperate we're t- i'm talking andy booth years oh, right, right. We, yeah yeah it was dave besson we signed him um as a coach but then we were just like yeah you're only like 46 do you want to just like be a <laughs> reserve keeper for us go on nice one mate yeah that's all right so yeah there you go it's a nice get there, get there, <laughs> just block the fucking goal up no one will, no one will score past you fat bastard you know you're probably dave better than still playing professional football <laughs> Are you having a fucking laugh? No. Who for? North Greenford's United. That's not fucking professional. Well, it's almost. Where's North Division 1 Central? Where's where's Greenford, let alone North Greenford? (laughs) I'm assuming North Greenford is above South Greenford. Uh, (laughs) You might be right in thinking that. Yeah, Middlesex. And he played for them in August last year in a 2-0 defeat. Oh, hang on! They're managed by Neil Shipperley. There's a, there's a name for you. Neil I think he's the screen. Did he used to play for Ipswich or something? Didn't he play for Bournemouth as well? Neil Shipperley. Neil Shipperley. Uh, he, played, he, played for, uh, he played for Chelsea. I seem to recall him scoring a screamer against Spurs at some point. So oh, most the only people goal he ever to... scored. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We're that team. Also uh, played for Greenford, Greenford as player manager. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think we've sort of went off track again, boys. Have you got any more questions on Twitter? Uh, I've got a question. Um, on, who's John Stones? Because it looks like... You know, he just turned up out of nowhere. He sounds a lot like you, Raj. He's from Barnsley, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, the like Barnsley, Raj, he's the Barnsley version of Andrea Pirlo. <laughs> he is. Uh, an abs- he's an absolute immense player, but he's really <laughs> keep your eye on his name because me and Si went and watched the, the QPR game, the FA Cup, and he just outshot. And we, we give him man of the match and we won that game 4-0. He was just, he just, some of the tackles he was throwing in, there was a tackle close down towards um, the Gladys Street end, I think it was um, mid-first half maybe, um, and he was just taking the piss all game. He made Joey Barton look like a child. <laughs> so what is he? He's a, he's a centre-back and a right-back and he's at 19. He's yeah. more of a centre-back than a right-back. Uh, he started off at right back. But... So he's, he's a bit like and at our place, where he's a, he's more of a centre back, but he can put a shift in at left back if he needs to. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he kind of shits himself as soon as he gets over the halfway line when he's playing at right back. But um, as a central defender, he's composed on the ball. He's, his distribution's brilliant. He's he's quick. He's big. He's strong. He's tall. He's good in the air. Um, he's got everything you want from a central defender, and he's only nineteen, twenty. You know, he's got years ahead of him to improve even further. Because he's played a lot in the Premier League as well. Because you, you spent a fair whack on him. I mean, Bill Kenwright must have been searching down the back of the sofa for the three million that he spent on him. <laughs> well, he put his the team for him as well. Yeah, can't wait to put his expenses in that month. <laughs> But yeah, you know, he he was signed in January last year. Um, didn't really play a lot for the first. Well, didn't play at all for the first team. I don't think last season. And then Martinez saw something in him that made him want to buy him when he was at Wigan, um, and played him in the first team in pre-season. And uh, obviously, your fans aren't going to know about this, but we played Juventus in America, um, and the game went to penalties. Oh, and John, yeah, yeah. John Stone stepped up to take a penalty. And uh, he, he did the Pirlo chip and scored. And then Andrea Pirlo stepped up and tried to welly it and missed. So John Stones out Pirlo'd Pirlo. That's not bad for a 19-year-old from Barnsley. That's not bad at all, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Martinez has done really well with your younger players because, I mean, the, probably the one that gets the most headlines is Barkley, uh, <clears> probably for the right reasons. Um is he is he signed up now? Or is he is he? They still talk about him going elsewhere. There's still talk. I think the main the main one is is Man United. But then, to be honest, the money that he'd cost them, I can't see Man United's board uh, sanctioning a deal for forty fifty million quid for a player that David Moyes would never play at Everton. Um, you know, last season he sent him out on loan to Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds. He he wouldn't play him at Everton this season. He's played every game he's been available for. Even when he went out on loan, I remember specifically at Leeds, he didn't really play that much here either. No. Uh, which is, no. is strange for a player who who's, seems to improve that much over summer with like, zero explanation. And now he, he suddenly, the <coughs> next big thing for England, everyone's pinning their hopes on him for, for the summer and the World Cup and things like that. 
I think, he, I think was great. he was great for us before the leg break. He had a massive leg break when he was about 16, 17, and it took him a while to recover from that. And um, I, I don't know what it was with Moyes. I, I, I don't, I've no idea. I'm never going to second guess what it was. But he was great for <laughs> us beforehand, um, and especially in the youth team. He was just um, he was doing what Tula Feu was doing at Barcelona, but for Everton youth, you know. So, and uh, Martinez quote went so I went to interview with the Sea and Biscuits, what he was talking about before. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm bitter or nothing. Didn't even get a coffee out of it for fuck's sake. <laughs> and um, he said, someone questions uh, Martinez. He said, "Would you rather have Ronaldo or Messi?" He said, "No, I've got Ross Barkley," <laughs> which is always good. I mean, I was impressed by Martinez for his. Um, his candidate during that interview because uh, Shy was like a fucking child for a couple of hours, wasn't he, lad? <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, he was very uh, open with um, a lot of Everton forums. He invited them all up to Finch Farm, was it, Shy? It was, yeah. Yeah, and uh, all the forums, you know, like uh, all the mainstream forums for Everton, uh, Independence, all went up and he sat them all around the table and uh, gave them a good two hours, was it, lad? It was about that, yeah. The only thing I was disappointed with was as we walked through the first time, the first team canteen, um, there was this huge knickerbocker glory behind the counter, and he just wouldn't offer it to any of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's tight with his ice cream, like. Um, <laughs> what, what is a knickerbocker glory? I don't think I've ever known what it is. Is it like a strawberry sundae? Yeah, similar. Yeah, just, just go with so that. much more than that. It's like, a strawberry Sunday. He's from London, side. Just tell him it's a Sunday, Sunday store. It's much more than that. It's like this huge feast of ice cream um, in a, a, a glass that you'll never see anywhere else. Sai, si, you're wasting your time. They don't eat anything but souffles and, and things <laughs> that you have to make Fuck for three days. You never, never have cheese on toast. You don't know what fucking gravy is. Look, I'll tell you what, if you, t- if you tell me how to make a uh, knickerbocker glory, I can ask the help, and then they can maybe <laughs> you know, sort it out for me. Get them made. Give me Jeeves, Jeeves. <laughs> I, won't ever, I won't ever be told that I'm, I'm too posh to sit down and have a chat with my cleaner, okay? <laughs> um, anyway... I don't yeah. have a cleaner, just for anyone listening. I don't. Listen, yeah, Pete, we got a question. We got a question from one of our long-time forum users and one of our admins on the forum. Listen, boys, you know what? You just want to join our forum to get the feedback off this, you know? I will do. You just need to because... <laughs> so, so, there. <laughs> no, no, seriously, you just need to because you will enjoy it on there. Uh, we used to have a, to- a resident Tottenham fan. Um, we used to have a resident cop until he become an arsehole. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, get on it, mate. One of our admins, Silas, uh, well, Dave, as we know him, has um, questions us cake or death. Now, I'm sure it's in reference to something I've read before, but I'm I'm not too sure. So what would you rather have, cake or death? Cake? But what, I mean, I'd I'd have cake. I don't want to die. But (laughs) is cake a bad thing? Is this a euphemism that I'm I'm missing out on? I'm not too sure. This is what because Dave reads a lot, as do I, and we read a lot of the same things. And I think it's in reference to something I've read within a book somewhere. But it's not, not, it's not. If I say cake, it's not meaning I want to suck my dad off or something. Like <laughs> well, if you're going, if you're going to relate it to that, then go with it. Get one of the help to suck I, him off. 
I don't like that that was my immediate thought. Like, you're talking about taking <laughs> some And I'm just like, I'm not going to suck my dad off, all right? Stop, stop <laughs> telling me to do that. I don't think about doing that, all right? Because right, you don't want to go skating this week. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Do you, do you, can you shed any cake light on this at all, Raj? Um, I'd pick cake over death as long as it means like a, a baked good and not a, some sort of <laughs> grim sexual activity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd go with cake. Well, actually, I might go with death cake. Just to what, what's death cake? I don't know, with chocolate or something. Like that's, strawberry sitting, that's just sitting on the fence, Bully. You can't do that, mate. That's, yeah, you know. look, gee, I'm too fucking big to sit on any fence. <laughs> I hate you, bro. I hate you, mate. Anyway, football. Whatever you do, don't oh, do right, okay. death. Football, football. Here's a football. No, Brian Oviedo. Yeah, Brian I, Oviedo. Let's talk about you, Brian. He's you're going to miss leg. it. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. I tell you, that video, when he doesn't seem to know that it's broken yet, and you see him sort of poking his leg, and you yeah. just see it all bend in, and he's like, oh, shit. And you see the ref just being like, looking on it a bit concerned, like, oh, this lad's hurt himself. Fucking get the fucking stretcher, quick, get it, yeah. get it. It, <laughs> I did, it was, yeah. it was I did, horrible. Um, I did something very similar to him when I was about 14, so, you know, only a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I brought my leg playing playing rugby in Halifax, and um, what I did was there was I ran into one lad head on, and I tried to do a, a fairly elaborate pirouette out of the <laughs> challenge in on one leg, just as another huge lad came and smashed me straight on my back, and I went over on my right ankle, and um, later the doctor explained it to me as my, my ligament had snapped in my ankle. And it had done so with such vigour that it had pulled a piece of bone off with it. Um, So obviously I knew from as soon as I got down that something had had happened. And um, it really hurt. And uh, my old man had to drive me to... um, to the hospital and he didn't want to take me to a hospital in, in Halifax because Halifax is a shithole and we, we didn't want to have to go there for, for much longer than we had to and luckily I'm, I'm, that's yeah, so I was born in, in Huddersfield and my, my granddad still lives there so we, we went to there that hospital because it's much nicer and it'd be much easier for us to go to because um, obviously you need a few like appointments if you've done something seriously and that car journey there I remember that just the state of emotions I'd gone through so like it uh, I asked my dad, oh, is, it, is it something wrong with it? Like, because it was hanging off at a wrong angle, and um, I just went, oh, he, he just wanted to wind me up, and he went, look, son, I don't think you're going to be able to walk again. And I, was just, I, I remember I just I completely broke down. He went, and he, I remember him tapping me on my leg and going, it's all right, lad. We'll be able to park in those disabled spots and things like. <laughs> and I completely broke down, and he just he kept on pissing himself at me. But it was like the most scared I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and um, he still brings it up to this day whenever I like I talk about it. And like, I was like, oh no, no, because I always dress it up like I soldiered through it, not that I'd had like a complete emotional breakdown on that car journey. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, whenever I see a player do that to himself now, I think I'll the worst one I've ever to. seen is like Alan Smith when he did that when when he dived in yeah. for Man United against Liverpool, and he just broke down as well. Yeah. It's just not a nice thing for anyone to have to go through because they make you feel like a child when they give you all the uh, the rehab. Well, yeah. we won't mention the fact that Liverpool fans tried to tip over the ambulance that he was in going to hospital uh, after that match either. But um, Brian Oviedo, it, it was horrible. And John, you mentioned John Stones before, and John Stones was one of the first players over to him, and he was there's a picture of him holding his foot up 
and you, you, just, you look at that, I mean, he's 20 years old, John Stones, that must have been horrific for him. James McCarthy was almost in tears. Um, but then you saw the solidarity of the players as well. Kevin Morales was walking off the pitch holding Brian Oviedo's hand as he was getting gas and air on the stretcher. Um, and there's that kind of togetherness in the team that he'll get through it. And Brian Oviedo is also living proof that morphine is an absolutely spectacular drug because he's broken his leg in two places. But the first thing on his mind when he got to hospital was to take a selfie and post it on Twitter. He also he also asked when he walked into the emergency room, is the match on? <laughs> Check, is the, is the, have you got um, have you got the BT Sport today so I can watch the game at the end of the game did you not know it was the NHS that he was going to they don't even have like, the proper things to treat him with never mind BT Sport never mind BT Sport hey, leave the NHS alone that's who I work for fucking pack it in <laughs> it won't be there for much longer if we keep like, this current government in yeah true enough Fucking we've covered some shit in this podcast today. I know we've gone from one horrible Hitler government to another one that's currently running exactly. our country. Yeah, it's a full circle, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Nick Clegg who bites people's legs. So. <laughs> Louis Suarez, the Nick Clegg of politics. Or oh, the other way around, sorry. Fucking <laughs> hell. I need to go to sleep, you know. I, I tell you what, the game, how, how do you see it going? I mean, do you think you're going to come to White Hart Lane all guns blazing? Or yeah. are you going to... Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah we'll win the passion. Yeah, we'll he's, win he's the just... passion again. But definitely. <laughs> I think that Martin has, has always wanted revenge on us for the time that we spanked him 9-1. <laughs> yeah. If he could do that back to us at our own place, I think that would be his... Because I remember the season after, his <laughs> Wigan side was so up for it a while, and they beat us 1-0. Yeah. And on the Thunder, it's, it's not too hard to, to out tactic Harry Redknapp but he, he'd done it fantastically and he completely nullified like Luka Modric and Gareth Bale and Rafa van der Vaart he'd done so well and it was before van der Vaart had got there sorry but he'd, he'd completely nullified like every threat that we we posed to you know beat him as bad as we had done previously so he, he's always had that extra thing about him as for beating Tottenham I think Tottenham's always a place that he'd, he'd always linked himself with managerially and um, I think before he got the Wigan job, it was something that we were always quite wary of him because um, you know, it was always admirable what he did at Wigan, but it was always that that scared thing about him was he, if he makes that step up, can he still do it at the you know on the bigger stage? Which he he's obviously proved he can do it at Everton now because of how yeah. well you're doing and how much better you're doing than David Moyes and and how far he took you as a club. Um, so it's. I'm I'm quite worried about the weekend to be honest because it's not only Everton that that always give us a, a hard game. It's Martinez has always wanted to to do better than us since that game, and he's always he always yeah. proved a, a hard opponent when it, when he was even in charge of Wigan. The, the yeah. thing, uh, the, style of, the style of football he's got us playing is uh, it's something we haven't seen for a good thirty years, and I'm sure my age now, so old enough to be your dad, Raj. There's a scared probably to older for you. than my dad, unfortunately. Probably it is. Yeah, I probably am actually. I actually no. I, 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 how old are you, Raj? But, I'm 21. I've been going to Bradford for the past 23 years. We're coming to Jeremy territory now. <laughs> 
Uh, aside from questioning Raj's parentage, um, <laughs> look, looking at Martin, I think the difference between his Wigan side and his Everton side is that Gary Caldwell and Emerson Boyce don't play for Everton. So, but you've got you've got Darren Gibson and Tony Hibbert, and that just this is the same. Well, we've got Seamus yeah, Cole, well, and Phil Jagielka. <laughs> you know, it's it's plus, a step up uh, several weeks. Martinez was quoted in a recent interview, I think it may even be the one that side on, um, when he came into Swansea, it took him two or three transfer seasons to get them playing, uh, transfer markets to get them playing exactly what he wanted to do, you know, with all the passion from the back and controlling the game. Uh, when he went to Wigan, it took him three or four, and when, it took, when he came to Everton, it took him seven weeks. So we had, we had the ability already it's just that Moyes wasn't um, utilising that ability. So I think Martinez is seeing something within our players that Moyes didn't, and he's got to sh- actually play a football for once instead of just giving it to Distan and trying to hit someone up front, ma- mainly for Laney at the time. So I think that could be an issue. How do you see? The, still there? Yeah, yeah. How do you see the game going? <laughs> um, in terms of like, are you are you expecting a win or? Would you be happy with a draw? I'll be honest, I never expect a win down at White Hart Lane. So, um, you, yeah, I think... I, th- I think... I think we can beat anyone on our day, and I think with the players we've got coming back, we should we should go to White Hart Lane looking for a win, but um, and you said we always give you the tough game, and, and Borley said that he never expects a win down there. There's actually only four teams in our history who we've got a worse record against. It always, um, it always seems that Everton have, a, Everton have always got something over us. The only it, time that I ever remember us doing really well against you was that game that Robbie Keane scored a hat trick. But other than that, I've, <laughs> I've yeah, never yeah. really. Never I remember. Really. I remember the, the powerhouse that is Dean Marnie scoring in a scoring a couple of screamers against yeah, Everton. Yeah, well. first goal for you against us, didn't he? First and only goals, I think. Yeah, yeah. that screamer. Anywhere number fifty eight. Fuck knows where. <laughs> Dean Marnie. Dean Marnie. Oh, no idea. Remember him, Bully? No. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, he, doesn't look, he doesn't look so well at the moment, to be honest. He's playing for Burnley. Um, they beat QPR the other day, I think, didn't they? He looks like a fat David Unsworth. And I'm not talking about like when David Unsworth playing. A fat David Unsworth. And that's not when David Unsworth was playing it. So David Unsworth now. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's been at the Knickerbocker Glories? He has, yeah. A lot, a lot of Knickerbocker Glories, judging by the size of him. What, you mean he's got he's got help as well to make them for him? <laughs> he must have, yeah. <laughs> Mind you. <laughs> Not if he's playing for fucking Bailey. <laughs> what about you, Jack? How do you well, see the game yeah. going? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... How do I see the game going? Yeah. Um, I'm twisting it on you because you, you you normally ask me that question, so I thought I'd give it you. <laughs> Two one Spurs. Two one. Yeah. That's it. I can't That's really say much more. What about you? You always want your team to win, don't you? You always want your team to win, regardless. But nah, I mean, White Hart Lane for me has just been one of those places where we'll have a go and. 
win 2 0 or just not turn up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't tell if my reception's gone, but I can't really hear anything. No, <laughs> still here. Oh, no, no, just no fuckers talking. Yeah. Hey, we've, we've all just blocked it. We've wound down. Well, to be honest, I'm still contemplating. We, we've all just settled into our, into our mediocrity, haven't we, really? That's I've it. It's like, you know, that. it doesn't really matter if we win or lose. We're, we're, we're all just... Well, I've just found out that everything I've been told is a lie and that Barley's actually my dad, so that's why I've been, been silent for 10 minutes. <laughs> It could be worse though, Rouse, to be honest. Because before before 22 years ago, Wally was a woman, so we could have been your (laughs) mum. He kept the breasts after the surgery, though. Yeah, of course. I also kept the uh, the I also kept the clitoris for the self simulation. (laughs) That's that's in a jar. All right, it's not as yes. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us again, lads. Um, I hope Thanks for Wonderful. I very much hope again. we beat you on the weekend. Yeah, for the I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> if we don't beat you and you manage to beat us, I hope you go on and get fourth place. That's what I say. You know. Well, no, that's not to say if we lose on the weekend, we can't yeah. still get fourth, of course. But I mean. If we don't basically, if we don't get fourth, I hope you do. That's my point. So I think, I think probably the same back to you as well. I'd rather it was it wasn't Liverpool or Man United, and if it's not us, then there uh, you'd be the next best thing. I think. Hey, there we go. Let's all have a group hug. But that's a bit of a love it. Fuck that. No, I want you to get relegated. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's he's on the blacklist, Raj. All right, get him off. Don't care if he's... Is that Luis Suarez's list? <laughs> Luis Suarez would not have a blacklist, would he? He's a only, only for biting targets. That'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, lads, you have a lovely evening. Thank you very much and for joining you. us. Uh, Cheers, boys. Cheers, Cheers, fellas. Thanks. Well, that was uh, that was a, a shower of shit. I think <laughs> I think the technical term is. Well, I texted you before and I said I'm not going to put a running order together because I don't think we'll stick to it. Just let them talk. Yeah, I mean, there was some football in there amongst the the other topics. I mean, I I think you've done very well tonight by nominating me to be the one that edits this, so I'm going to have to listen back to that and see if there's any bits that I'm going to have to learn how to bleep out or anything like that. Or as, as long as you don't, as long as you don't do like a Daily Mail dash. The sun job of me just saying like I hate black people because there's a few rumours circulating around Twitter this evening about me and my uh, my predisposition towards people you, that aren't white. You talk to me every week and do a podcast with me. You can just use that. Just say some of my best friends are brown. Shall I do that one? Do you reckon that'll work? I think that's that, that's the pre-organised one of how you get out of these sort of things, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, I'll ask I'll ask Boris Johnson. He specialises in that one. Right, so I think Everton. Uh, anything else we've got to say about the game? How do you know? You got any sort of confidence going into it? You said two one, but I do, mate. To be honest with you, I do because I don't think they're looking especially convincing at the moment. And I mean, I, I know we like to make fun of Tim Sherwood and stuff. Um, it's it's going to be harsh to really give him too many pelters for the City game. Um, 
starting Nabil Bentaleb. I personally think, I, I, I'm not saying this with any driven agenda or anything. I think it was irresponsible of him. I, I don't think it was right to start Bentaleb in a game like that. Coming up against Fernandinho and Yaya Toure, I just... Yeah, it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't the right thing. And I know a lot has been made of this defensive midfielder argument, but that game, if ever it were, was crying out for Capu. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Dembele picked up an injury and then Capu came on, and he did really well when he came on. To be fair to him, he, he scored a goal and he he slowed down their play somewhat. Um, but um, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it would perhaps. I, I just was the mean, best decision. as I was watching it, and as you know, I was sat there. I was in a cold sweat. I was clenching my buttocks and I was just thinking, I just need a kapoo. Like I need it to I need it to effortlessly slip out into the field and I just need to be done with it. It needs to be there because otherwise I'm be sat here with a bit, with this uncomfortable feeling that, you know, that I'm I'm gonna make a mess of this if I don't just let that kapoo go. That's just unfair of you because you've left none for me to do now. You just on your Kapoo rant. That's that's all of the all of the puns possible for his name that you've just hogged. What do you mean by puns? <laughs> I think have, we, have I just broken the fourth wall into why Etienne Kapoo gets the most airtime of any Tottenham footballer on this podcast? The, 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 what I will say is, and I, I, I did say I, I happily tweeted this because I'm. It's 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 no secret the fact I'm I'm fairly on the fence dash towards the side of not being in favour of Tim Sherwood. I would say probably heavily not in favour of Tim I was Sherwood. Say, what fence but... are you sat on? Who's the, <laughs> the sacking fence? Don't lie. The non-existent fucking fence. I'm on I'm on trellis. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of a fence technically, but it's full of holes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I quite like that, actually. I quite like that analogy. Um, maybe that's the Talisca talking. Um, but I have no idea what the hell I was talking about. This this is what a David Moyes team talk feels like, I think. Yeah, I'm, just going on from Tim Sherwood, I think I'm actually more disturbed by Les Ferdinand than Tim Sherwood. Because he's, he's only given one like proper interview to the press. Which was one of the largest clusterfucks I've ever think I've ever I've ever read in my life. And I mean, I know the journalist came out afterwards and said, "Oh, a lot of you saying he said this, and what he really meant was." But that's not the job of a journalist to come out and defend the person he's spoken to afterwards. At the end of the day, if you've written the article and it comes out in such a way that it can be interpreted that he's said something that stupid, and you've quoted him verbatim, there's no real way that you can save him after that. There isn't. Um, just you know, do one, mate. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you didn't want him to look like an idiot, you just you either pull the story or you don't leave the quote in where he says that Claude McAuley is the worst thing to happen to English football. What was that about? Right, I, 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 I get. Okay, his and I've I've been quite guilty of this. You know, I I have a propensity for the for the over over dramatics on Twitter. I do quite like a bit of that. Um. But even still, like it, Les Ferdinand's comments were taken a bit out of context. But to even just utter the words "Claude Makélélé is the worst thing to ever happen to English football," behave, Les. Behave, mm-hmm. mate. I'd, I'd rather you went and smashed up the Blue Peter Garden again than did that. To be honest, like, there was um. Sherwood followed it up by saying that he'd 
in, an, in a larger interview with the perhaps the Telegraph, I think it might have been, where he said that the reason he doesn't play with defensive midfielders is because he won the title with a team that didn't play with a defensive midfielder. That was in 1995. That's oh, that's around 20 years ago, and the amount that football has changed in that time is indescribable. And the fact that he's he's living off plast glory like he's some sort of Arsenal fan is is very strange. Mate, I'll have you know he's 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 Bournemouth Sergio Busquets. I don't know if you ever got to see Timmy Sherwood play, but he was an all-action, dynamic, fantastic midfielder. He wasn't just your standard get stuck in holding midfielder. Of course not. No, he wasn't that at all. He was fucking. He was fucking awful. Like I, I don't care. Like he was such a. He was all right. Maybe he was all right when he played for Blackburn. But all I remember is when he played for Spurs, it was fucking terrible. Well, there's that story of um, the guy that owned, um, <clears throat> excuse me, owned Blackburn at the time, the one that bought him the title. Um, he asked uh, Kenny Dalglish at the time um, if they if they wanted to bid for Zidane Zidane uh, because he said, "Oh, I've got the money if you want to bring him in." Um, and he said, "No, it's all right. We've got Tim Sherwood," <laughs> 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 which. It's a well-known story, but I don't think I don't think Kenny Dalglish will admit to have said in have said those words now. Kenny Dalglish won't even admit that Luis Suarez is a fucking racist, mate. So well, there's you know. pictures of him in a t-shirt to to prove what. What a fucking embarrassment! Um, but yeah, so it's it's been an interesting week and probably a, a highly controversial week for all the rest. Sorry, we didn't do a whole podcast, but we're not actually sorry at all, are we? Uh, no. Um, because of the fixture congestion, it just gets quite hard to find people and pin them down and then kind of turn it around within the two days and then do another one a couple of days later. So it was, um, it was probably better for us to kind of concentrate on Everton and, and make a proper one out of this rather than <laughs> doing two short ones. Our last whole guest was probably doing his, his shift at Magic FM. Yeah, something like that. Well, um, I just want to make sure as well, um, if Luis Suarez is like, his legal representation have listened at all and they've they've had any sort of discrepancies with what they've said. They feel more than free to, to get a hold of us. The, the email address is editor at thefightingcock.co.uk and um, <laughs> we'll field any questions that you've got. He will. I think that's Mr. Mr. Lombardi. Yeah. He is the editor of The Fighting Cock, so have fun with that. Right. I think that's, that's what's done then. I reckon that is. There's, there's nothing coming up in Spurs that moment. What's what's going on, Raj? What's going on with whip these fucking bums into shape? No, you got, we've got this... stuff. Um, no, we've got stuff. I put some up um, from Steve about Hull and City. Um, a really good piece where he's he's gone through and, and said why both of them went wrong. So that's really worth a read. Um, he's done really well there. Um, obviously, the, the he's a good is... lad, Steve. He's a good boy, isn't he? He's a good lad. Yeah, the pieces from. Um, Pieces from Robber, few and far between, as he hops in between women and and strip clubs in Argentina, um, and then whenever I feel like writing anything, I will. Um, so I think that's about it. I think we've got a youth, like a youth update from Ray about what's gone on in January with our with our kids. So that'll be worth reading once it's up as well. Here we go. There's an article about kids. So. 
be sure to read that. And of course, you can check out any of the previous episodes of Roll the Roost. You should probably listen to the previous episode of the Everton podcast before listening to this, but that doesn't make sense because you're already at the end of this one. So fuck that idea. But if you enjoyed this one, listen to the last episode of the Everton Roll the Roost podcast at SpursStatman.com or on iTunes or on our Buzzsprout site, which I'll tweet the link to tomorrow. Yeah, especially um, if you've if you've come to the podcast in between that one and this one and you've never gone back and listened to the previous ones, that's probably probably one if you've enjoyed the way in which we've talked to them tonight. It's probably one to go and go and revisit. Definitely it'll it'll open your eyes to some some more of the jokes. That those highbrow acerbic jokes that we've been cracking all evening, <laughs> you know. If you want the full context, just listen to the previous episode. Um, you can, of course, you know, please subscribe to us and leave us some nice comments as well. Our our comment section and rating section on iTunes is looking pretty barren at the moment. So please leave us a, a nice rating, only if you're going to rate us five stars, and a, uh, a review if you're going to leave us a positive review. I mean, I'm all for constructive criticism, but anything that's negative, just, you know. Editor of the Fighting Cock. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, thank you very much for listening. Please follow us at RTRSSM or the boss, because I'm contractually obliged to do this, at Spurs Statman. Sorry, JP. Um, you can follow me to listen to my name, Shite, at a Trunk or Bane Boy here at Bane's XIII. Thank you very much for listening, as ever, everyone. We love you very much. We love Spurs as well. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.